Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now, on it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. All right, our main man, Brian Baldinger, joining us on the Box Here Girls and Guest Slide, presented by Go to State Lumber. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit go to statelumber.com, Super Bowl 58 in the books. And it's good to have you on this morning, Baldy. It's so good to have you. Oh, we're going to be on for the next hour. Great. We got Baldy on for the next hour to break down this game. We'll take some calls in the second part of this interview. Cannot wait to do that. Baldy, Super Bowl 58. Let's start with this. Last week you came on the show and you said the matchup that will dictate this game would be Spags versus Shanahan. Shanahan versus Spags. And after watching it back a second time, I think it's safe to say Spags got the upper hand. Now, what did he do to gain that upper hand against Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl, Baldy? Well, uh, you know, they, they they couldn't get the deep ball. I mean, you know, they, they tried a number of times to Debo, uh, to Ayuk. They tried to get the ball down the field. They defended it, uh, whether it was because of pass rush blitz or just great pass defense. And so that was a big part of it was that. And then, you know, they, they – uh, like just like Kyle was trying to take his shots down the field to try to get big plays, you know, just like after Tig's interception, you know, they go right down the field and Ayuk is there, and the you know the protection broke down. Just the way Kyle was trying to dial up his explosive plays, Spags is doing the same thing. He's trying to pick his spots to come after Brock Purdy, and you know whether it was third and four, like you just explained, you know. Uh, you know, on that on that big play there before overtime, uh, they they couldn't do it. I mean, Spags is uh, he just sort of outmanned them in a couple of cases. Now, look, they also beat him also for uh, Jawan Jennings' touchdown was against the blitz zero, and they beat right. the blitz. They had a good play on against it, and Purdy got the ball out fast. It was a good route, and they beat it. They beat it a couple of times, but they also lost to it a bunch. So, you know, when you're looking at this, like, I, there's so many elements. I mean, Debo getting as many targets as he did. It felt like he was getting smothered no matter where he went. Um, CMC was pretty ineffective after the first drive running until overtime. Um, George Kittle not getting enough touches. Ayuk not getting enough touches or looks. Like, what? where are you at on in terms of the balance, the game plan, just what they were trying to do offensively before we get into the individuals? Well, they went three straight drives in the third quarter, three and out. 
I mean, nobody's getting any touches if you can't get a first down. I mean, that's three straight drives. You don't get a first down. You're not staying on the field. It's nine plays. And, you know, you had field position first down at the 44. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, they can't block up front. And uh, you come away with nothing. That's a big turnaround, Joe. So, I mean, that's part of it was, you know, third downs. You could say, okay, well, they're throwing it on first down, so they're not going to run it on second down. Oh, that's true. The, 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 The season dictates the balance of who gets the ball. Right. I mean, it's not game to game to game where, okay, mm-hmm. you get five touches, you get five targets. I mean, right. the dic- that all gets dictated. That's going back to Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, the X would get 80 catches, the Z would get 60, et cetera, et cetera. Tight end would get 60. Uh, you know, so that's that's dictated by the course of a 20-game season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do what they did on Sunday, you're going to get imbalances. You're going to get, okay, Kittle third and four will throw it to you on an out route with leverage against the linebacker. Right. That's what you're going to get. But otherwise, I mean, man coverage, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of separation a lot yeah. of times yep. between these guys. Baldy, I kept thinking about you during this game, only from the sits. <laughs> from the sits, where I kept hearing Tony Romo say, sticky man coverage, sticky oh. man coverage. And you always say that. It was after the Cleveland Niners game. And on the rewatch, I just want to know from your, from your eyes, because you're the expert here. I felt like the Kansas City Chiefs and Spags, they took elements of the Cleveland Browns game plan middle of the season when they snuffed the 49ers and beat them 1917. And maybe they went back to the 2021 NFC Championship game where the L.A. Rams kept Eric Weddle, who was at safety, in the box. And you saw like 10 guys within an eight-yard radius of the line of scrimmage. And everybody's daring the Niners to throw it deep. Kansas City, it felt like it was the same game plan. Sticky man coverage. We're going to sit on the end routes. We're going to be very physical at the line of scrimmage with Debo and Brendan Ayuk. And we're going to make you throw it somewhere else. How much did Spags pick apart from that? Because it felt like I was watching the same defense from Cleveland and the L.A. Rams in those two instances. Well, they played a lot of, you know, Cleveland plays a lot of man coverage. And they challenged those dig routes. And, you know, they got the one interception. Yep. Um, I don't think Spags takes anything from I think he does what he does. Right. I think his guys are very well trained. They don't mm-hmm. break down in the back end. I mean, you know, the 49ers break down on the touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> I didn't see those kind of breakdowns by the Chiefs. Nope. Where they left left the guy uncovered. Uh, you know, I, I thought that you know in fact the t- the, the the shallow cross to Rasheed Rice on third and six in overtime, I mean Richie James was uncovered. He could have walked into the end zone if Mahomes threw it to James. Uh, I saw breakdowns in the secondary of the 49ers that I didn't see in the Chiefs. And so while they do blitz, and they did go through a gauntlet of you know, Miami and Buffalo and Baltimore and then finally San Francisco, one consistent factor in a Spags defense is they don't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. And they didn't beat themselves. Yeah, I was really impressed with their linebacker speed. Um, obviously, their secondary makes unbelievable plays on the ball. And just up front, they were dominating uh, the 49ers' offensive line. It felt like one of the worst Trent Williams games like I've seen in a Niner uniform. You examined it. And then, I, I guess, just offensive line as a whole, I don't understand some of the protections. I didn't play you know, at, at your level. I don't understand what goes on. When I see Mahomes at the line of scrimmage, he's pointing and he's calling out different checks. And some of it is he's changing the play. Some of it is he's talking to the linemen in front of him. I don't see that in a Shanahan offense. And I saw a lot of breakdowns. Like, they lost a lot of one-on-one matchups, but I saw a lot of miscommunication on who to cover and stuff. Break that down in terms of the 49ers offensive line and the communication and where some of this, I guess, non-communication started. 
Well, they had they had three major breakdowns up front on plays that could have decided the game. The final play in overtime on third and four. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is all alone in the end zone. He <laughs> defeats Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed is on his Sneed. I mean, he shook him. He's down on the ground. And Ayuk is running free. And Brock Purdy's throwing the ball away because nobody blocks Chris Jones. Now, I don't know what was supposed to happen. It looked like it was a slide to the right. Maybe the right guard blew the protection, went the wrong way. Because they, they ran into each other a bunch. Mm-hmm. Now, to your point, they, they pull their center sometimes, Brendel, to kind of seal the edge on some of these play actions. Um, it's okay. I mean, I, I've seen that protections. They're, they're not alone. They do it a lot in college. Um, it looks like they were trying to do that a couple of times. They ended up running into each other. Um, Feliciano ran into Brendel. Uh, Chris Jones comes free in the final play of the game. They probably scored a touchdown on that play. I, I can't believe Brock Purdy would miss a wide-open Ayuk. Wow. Instead, he's forced to just throw it away and kick the field goal. But that happened a couple of times. Yep. A couple of times where it was just a clear breakdown. It wasn't Chris Jones winning one-on-one. It was Chris Jones coming free because they blew the protection one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But how does that happen? Uh, how does that, like, bull, and I don't mean to interrupt It shouldn't you. happen, Joe. I mean, so, but is that I don't on know. the center? I've looked at it a hundred times. It's a, I mean, look, i got a video out there that's right. that's got five million views on it showing just that. Yeah. Like, it's a, tu- it's a chance for a touchdown. Okay, can Mahomes go down and match that touchdown in overtime? Maybe. So, Maybe he goes 13 for 75 and throws a touchdown and corn dog to McColl. Maybe he does. Yeah. And then Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball in overtime looks right. good. Like, we get so, the third possession. I mean, that's, so, that's I, I like this thinking about the whole thing. Yeah, did you like his thinking, his thought process yeah. there about the third possession? Because we've been going back and forth on that. Originally, <clears throat> being at the Super Bowl in real time, I felt like the defense was gas. So I get why they took the ball. You go down to score, but I wasn't also privy to the overtime rules. And, you know, I forgot about the Josh Allen stuff. So I'm thinking, man, they score a touchdown, game over. Oh, wait a minute, Kansas City gets another shot, and we know Kansas City if they do get the ball. They're probably going to go for two. So you do believe Shanahan made the right decision taking the ball and, and thinking about the third possession? Because my thought process was, let's get a score and get a stop. Forget the third possession. We may not make it that far. Well, I mean, it, it affects. It affected everything Kansas City did on their drive. I mean, they go for it on fourth and one at their own 35. Yep. If there isn't, you know, if there isn't these overtime rules, maybe they don't go for it. Maybe if Kansas City gets it, in the first possession, and they give it to Mahomes. Maybe Andy Reid, fourth and one in his 35, doesn't take a chance. Exactly. Maybe he punts it away there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to you have to play it all the way out. But I, I thought the, the reasoning that Kyle gave was sound. Okay. And, look, they easily could have scored on the opening drive. And if Mahomes goes down and matches that score like he did, you get the third possession, exactly what Kyle was saying. Like, I, I didn't have any problem. You know, I mean, Fred's yeah. out there. He calls tails. He comes up tails. We want the ball. Well, they had a good drive going, third and 12. There's juice for 13. I mean, they, they converted a bunch of good plays to get down there. They just didn't finish, they didn't finish the drive. What did you make of um, you know? What did you make of them basically all coming out afterwards and saying that some of the players didn't necessarily know the overtime rules? What was your, your read on that? Well, I mean, two things, Joe. One, I knew Kansas City knew the rules because they changed the rule. It was their win against Buffalo that changed the rule. So you know as soon as it was in, and they're like, Josh Allen is sitting there on the bench with a long, a long face going, they're going to change this rule. You can't not let Josh Allen get the change. But honestly, whether, I don't know, I'm picking a player. Like, you mm-hmm. know, whether Mike Pennell knew the rule or not is immaterial. It really doesn't even matter. They, they got the ball first. They were going down there to score. 
all right? And whether they thought the game was going to be over if they scored a touchdown or not is immaterial because they didn't score. But really, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, whether somebody... There's a, a lot of people that needed to be reminded of just what the rule was, and that's what they did, you know, during the coin flip. They yeah. explained the new rule, and it's the first time it's been enacted in a playoff game. It's different than the you know the regular season rule. Right. So it, it, that doesn't even concern me. Players don't know rules. Like, they just don't know enough of them, to be honest with you. Um, you know, even the muff punt, you know, by Daryl Luter. I mean, there's a reason why Ray Ray McLeod's going after it. It's a free ball. Right. Okay? I mean, you got to go recover it. Now, there's a miscommunication there, maybe. Maybe McLeod should have been yelling whatever it is to get away, get away. But, you know, I mean... There's coaches that don't know these rules. It's so yeah. it, it's so uh, technical in some ways right now. No doubt. Brian Baldinger here on the Morning Rose, courtesy of the Boxer and Girls and Guest Line. All right, the Niners defense. I thought they did a hell of a job for the most part of this football game. What did they do so well to really slow down Kansas City, especially in the first half? You know, they were getting three and out, three and out, third log, third log. I thought Steve Wilkes and company were on their game for at least the first two and a half quarters of football. Maybe even yeah, three. I, I did too. You know, I mean, Chase Young played well. I mean, he got individual performances that we hadn't seen. They got behind the sticks. Um, you know, Mahomes looked like he was a little, little frenetic trying to get rid of the football. I mean, obviously, by the time they got to the fourth quarter, they got into a rhythm with Kelsey, and they got Kelsey matched up on Fred Warner, uh, and they took advantage of it. I mean, Fred was on him a lot of the game, and for much of the game, you know, they didn't go to him. Fred did a good job. I don't think it was really fatigue, necessarily. I don't think they, you know, you go to, you know, 13 plays in overtime, you know, those number of plays are going to add up for any team, especially if Bose is out there 95% of the plays and you're just trying to keep your stars on the field for as long as you can and you lose Greenlaw like you lose them. You lose a lot of speed and playmaking ability. But, you know, um, for the most part, I thought they just played what they do. I, I thought they lined up and played, and Mahomes really couldn't get the ball down the field the way they wanted to. I, I thought Bosa was excellent for the most part in this game and was ferocious in terms of his pursuit. And Mahomes just kept making making plays, even negating big losses. Um, so Bosa was great. And, and, and then obviously losing Greenlaw. How much did that impact them, Baldy? Well, I remember talking to Fred week one against San Francisco this year. And, you know, they have no, no tandem of linebackers in the league have started more games together than Dre and Fred. They play off each other. They communicate well together. They split duties together, whether it's covering the back, the tight end, man, zone side. Like, they're they're just seamless in how they play together. And, you know, I mean, Fred had a great game, but, you know, Dre was having a great game too. I mean, yep. so, so fast to the ball yep. that, you know, Pacheco wasn't able to get going. Mm -hmm. uh, the screen game was dead, mm -hmm. like dead, you know, for the most part. They got a couple, but, you know, that they really – just ruled the middle of the field, and they took it away. To see Fred, to see Drake run on the field with the excitement oh. that he had, and to see that happen, it's it's inexplainable. Like you just, your heart sinks for the kid, you know. And really, that's it. Like that tandem of linebackers is second to none. They've been starting for five straight years together. Like there's nothing that either one of them do that the other one doesn't know what they're doing at the same time. Wow, Norman Burks had to. 
Difficult task to try to slow down Kelsey and Kansas City noticed it right away. So what really got Casey going there? Because yeah. you mentioned Baldy late in the game, a lot of uh, a lot of breakdowns in the secondary there. What did K do KC do so well in adjusting and finding some open lanes in the pass game down the field? You brought up Watson last week. He had some big catches oh. for Kansas City for some big first big downs. Couple of third downs, the fumble recovery. Oh you brought that up. You also brought up Tick Brown, who had a hell of a game as well. So you, you sounded good there, Baldy. But what did KC yeah. do so well in adjusting? to get those breakdowns with the Niners secondary? Well, I mean, the big thing was the defense kept bailing him out, to be honest with you, whether it's a Tig Brown interception or, yep. you know, Leo Chanel, you know, stripping McCaffrey. Yep. Um, you know, like, they just, the defense just kept him in the game. I mean, it's 10-6, 10-6, 10-6. You know, you get the looter, you know, muff punt, and next thing you know, uh, the 49ers break down, they take the lead. But I just thought, um, it was just Mahomes. I mean, you got Mahomes scrambling. You got Mahomes on a 22-yard run on um, just a read option that they never run, and they ran. They ran twice, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, so you're getting a chunk play out of the run game. He ran for 69 yards or 66 yards. Uh, you know, I thought that really helped them, like just stay on schedule to be able to put three straight drives together. Um, you know, at in the fourth quarter and then in overtime. You know, I, I'm glad you bring up Mahomes. I was telling me and you know Bonte are sitting next to each other. We're in the stadium. We're going crazy. I go, this guy's Michael Jordan, right? And it felt like in that first half that the Niners were winning the half. But you look up and yeah. they're only up ten nothing as they're marching. Kansas City's marching. There's 109 on the clock, and I don't know if you know this particular point, but they get down about the 15, and I'm yelling after a, a Rasheed Rice little handoff. I'm yelling, Bonte, they got to call timeout. The Niners do to stop the clock to get the ball back because you cannot go into the halftime with just a one score lead. That was insufficient for me for how well they played in that first half, getting all the stops that they did. They didn't call timeout. They let the 30 or 40 seconds go off. They run another play. Kansas City burns the timeout. Then the Niners burn a timeout for some reason, and then they go to a gun run for a little handoff to McCaffrey and go into the half. I thought the ending of the first half, knowing you're not going to touch the ball in for, about an hour, for about real a real-time time hour, because Monte kept saying halftime's long. You might not touch the ball for an hour. I thought they lost a lot of momentum there, and it carried over into the second half. What did you think of the clock management right there? Because it was just... I thought they lacked the aggression. Sorry, I'm long-winded uh, there. I, I was frustrated. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought you have to create every possible possession you can have. Exactly. And I thought the timeouts could have saved time on the clock, even if it's 30 seconds. There, there's drives... If you have a timeout in 30 seconds, I've seen too many teams go down the field and kick a field goal. Yep. Yep. So I think every chance you get... I don't care if it's regular season, when it is, Super Bowl Sunday, every chance you get to create a possession, I feel like you got to create a possession. And, you know, whether that gave the Chiefs time to, like, maybe score a touchdown or get a better play or whatever, live with it. Your defense is playing great football. Mm. Like, I, I, I want the ball. Whatever they decide to do in that situation, mm-hmm. I want the ball with a chance to dictate. Who knows whether it's it could be a kickoff return, it could be a big you know screenplay on first down where you're at the forty. Now you need twenty yards in your field goal range. I, 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 I'm thinking about possessions and scoring on every possession. And I thought they, I thought they blew an opportunity right there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, we were we were on that. I, I just I, I can't believe it. It's the second time it's happened in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty Four. I, I still can't get over John Lynch in the suite yelling for a time. I just don't get it. I don't get the conservative nature there in the biggest game of the season, especially when you try to get that Lombardi real quickly. Baldy, going back to offense, <laughs> we had a conversation before. How does George Kittle walk off a football field with three targets, two catches, four yards? <sighs> well, it's you know, it's just the game dictates some of this stuff. Bonte, like it's not they don't not they're not going in there saying okay right. uh we're calling these plays i mean i i saw uh, like for example on the opening drive they throw a, an 11 yard pass to mccaffrey mm-hmm. on the play and he's coming out of the backfield he's running a circle route out of the backfield and he's looking at debo and he's looking at Ayuk, and kittle's the third choice and the linebacker's sitting right on top of kittle and so he goes one, two, three on his fourth possession or fourth read. He hits McCaffrey. Like you're going to throw it to the open receiver, right? No doubt. It's not like um, they they don't generally call plays to get guys open. They don't they don't really dic- they don't really call offense like that. Now they have plays for IU. There's no doubt they they took a shot right after the interception and they were going to go on a corner cut to him. Mm. But that was because the way the defense played, they're in the right. zone. You just throw it in the in the teeth of the zone, and you know you throw a good pass. Ayuk's going to be there. But I, I just think you we we've seen this with Kittle too many times before, That's especially saying, before where there was just times we go, well, where's Kittle? Well, right. he's not always there. Sometimes he's blocking. Sometimes he's chipping. Um, you know, sometimes he's not the primary. So that's just right. the way the game is sometimes. You know, Baldy, it just feels like, though, you watch these other teams. Kelsey, for example, one catch, one yard in the first half. KC made it a necessity to get him the ball in the second half, whether that's matchup base, whether it's, hey, we got to isolate him. We got to create something. It just feels like more times than not, the premium players on the 49ers offensive side of the football don't get enough. Now, Debo gets 11 targets, only three catches. Kansas City was in his hip pocket. He could gain no separation. Hip, hamstring injury happens. They were all in his, they, they were shutting down Debo Samuel. But it just feels like more times than not, we don't get the premium players involved in the game plan. And I, I understand completely 100% what you're saying. But it's just, it, it, you still look back and say, man. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, Bonte, you can say that, but McCaffrey had 30 touches. I hear that. Like, it's the most touches he had all year. But it was he had seven 30 in overtime. to 70 touches. Seven, like, and seven he's in overtime, though. Oh, that's true, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, 30 out of 70, 3 out of every 7 plays yeah. is going to McCaffrey. You know, I mean, they got the, I mean, he's their number one playmaker. They tried to get the ball right. to Debo. They tried a bunch of times to get the ball to Debo. Right. Didn't um, no, I mean, look, at you, Kansas City, um, you can't D it up any better than what they did. And, and up front, I mean, like, the thing that would frustrate me as a 49er fan is you can't go back and watch this game the way you guys have. And the way all 49er fans have, and I'm sure Lynch and, and Shanahan have sat down and watched it together and not go, how many chances do we have to win this game? Yeah. They get yeah, too many chances to win yeah, the game. Yeah, that, 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 that's the frustrating aspect. That's the frustrating game. part. Yeah, we can pick apart, okay, kiddos yep. get three touches, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll, you can to pick yep. apart all this stuff. And, and it's that's what you do when you lose. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they had so many chances to win this game. Like it must, yeah. it must be just killing them right now. Oh, Way more <laughs> than four years ago. Oh my gosh, Baldy, we were sitting there ten three at the half, and <laughs> I'm looking at Shaska. I'm saying, 
we're leaving this game on the silver platter for the devil. And the devil is Patrick Mahomes. What are we doing? Kansas City felt great being down 10-3 at the half. I just, you're, you're right. At the end of the day, Niners blew this. We're going to keep Baldy on here for the next 30 minutes. He's going to stick around, take some calls. 888-957-9570. Line them up right now. Ask Baldy anything about this football game and the 49ers moving forward. We're going to take your calls. 888-957-9570. Line them up right now. Ask Baldy anything. We'll do that on the other side here in the morning roast. But first, the injury report. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm. Helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. All right, a rough season for Logan Couture, and the Sharks got even worse yesterday after the Sharks' captain experienced a setback in a lower body injury that cost him the first half of the season. Couture has been plagued by corroded abdominal issues all season long, limiting him to just six games. No talks have been had regarding shutting down Couture for the season, which, of course, the Sharks still have 31 games left, and they're looking to maybe get a top-five pick in the upcoming NHL draft. That was the injury report brought to you by Boxer Girls and Northern California's premier workers. Compensation law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Ask Baldy anything. 888-957-9570. That's coming up on the morning rolls here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.